0: All right Welcome back as we continue learning about solving problems. Uh, it's a good reading I, yeah, I was doing today. Um, talk about solving problems. I'm probably going to talk about uh, three things. One, uh, I was um, here with a major problem. Uh, I had to get up real early, you know, as I go into work and resolve it. And then, um, uh, the, the challenge and the problem I had at lunch. The problem I had um, when I was trying to become an officer. I think all of those kind of give us the idea and kind of fall along that ten eighty ten problem solving uh, sequence. So I think that you'll get a lot out of this um, as we talk about the ten eighty ten problem solving method. Again, I'm still in that book, uh, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 by John C. Maxwell. And um, he talks about a pattern um, and the value-shared problem-solving. And he talks about 1080-10. But his lead-up to that is really interesting. Now, he talks about this with organizations. But I began to think about this as an individual and how it can help you as an individual even though um, he's using this in a organizational um, environment so the example he gives is is what we'll work with uh, and listen to and then I'll give you my experience with this pattern uh, through my life and then we'll go from there all right good stuff and then and then my uh, the final Final note or call to you is to help you with your problem solving. Two heads are better than one, as they say. Yes. So, here's what he said. He said, I wish I would learned. He said, I did my problem solving solo. I only wanted to share the problem with others after I had answers. I was too insecure to ask for help. Doesn't that happen a lot of times with us? Too insecure to ask for help. As a matter of fact, on that note, I I always go back to when I used to teach um, uh, computer software and it used to drive me crazy. I'd be up in front of the room. I'd explain some concepts before we got started with the practical part of, the class and I'd say are there any questions and I guess it was the effect of people being insecure that they would dare to have a question that they wouldn't ask then when I said okay now let's go ahead and do it and you know five minutes later you're you're at someone's desk and they're asking the questions like well why didn't you ask the question when I said do you have any questions? It's that nervous tension that a lot of people have because they're insecure and they don't want to look like the one who doesn't know. But the fact is, anytime you don't ask a question, there's probably three or four people that have that same question. So not a good idea not to ask the question. But getting back to this. So he said, I was too insecure to ask for help. I spent 90% of my time working on the solution alone Then ask for input on the last 10%. The reality is that I wanted applause from others more than assistance. So what he's saying here is a matter of ego. It's a matter of wanting to help or being selfish. We've, uh, I wouldn't dare ask because I am better than you. The trouble is we all don't have all the knowledge of everything. So it's okay to ask questions. As a matter of fact, the most inquisitive people I know are always asking questions. Questions, questions of others and questions of themselves. Because it's through the questions that we really grow. Christian Simpson, who's a great... Counselor or uh, coach talks about the power of the question. A question correctly placed and correctly given is very powerful. It's the question that we grow from. It's not the answers, but it's the questions that stir us to think that makes all the difference. Okay. Okay. So then he talks about today, my problem solving method follows the 108010 pattern. Here it is, the 108010 problem solving method. Now listen to this, where I try to do the first and last 10% of the problem solving and have others contribute 80% of it. The first 10% is often focused on defining the problem for all of us. The next 80% of my time and effort is spent on listening to my team's ideas and facilitating their thinking. And then the last 10% is my attempt to add value from my leadership experience. And I call this putting the cherry on the top. I can't always improve the solutions my team's come up with, but I try. So that's 10 in an organizational environment let's look at 108010 10, in our own environment. 1080. 10, 10. If we take that 10% and define our problems, and then it's kind of like the challenge I had uh, yesterday and I had to go in early because you know I figured uh, on Friday it was obvious that there was a problem with the case and I said I can fix it. Not a big deal. I'll fix it remotely over the weekend. Well, it turns out, you know, I couldn't get connected the way I needed to, to be able to uh, pull data and and load data within a system. So as a result, you know, my answer to the problem, just go in early and then just uh, work at it, get it done. Now, in doing that, um, that didn't quite follow the ten eighty ten, but it was a problem solving solution but let's look at um let's look at another example like when i was becoming an officer i talk about it took three times to make it uh because i had to go through a series of process but let's look at number two number two time uh, after uh, being told that why don't you wait a year or so and then apply while you were, uh, at, while you were during the, in the nuclear power program as an electrician. Go ahead and apply for the officer program. So what happened was I finished my schools in Great Lakes, electrician schools in Great Lakes. Then it was time to go what they call nuclear power school, which at the time was in Orlando, Florida. But when I got there, I had I think it was like three or four weeks. Before I would actually attend the class. So they stashed me, it's what the Navy calls, they stashed me in a security unit. Well, you know, I was talking with my boss about my officer program, and he said, Hey, this is probably a good time. And I thought to myself, This is probably a good time to go ahead and apply for the board to attempt to uh, become an officer in the officer program. So I, I did, I applied. And this was not a good interview. They were asking me questions about boot camp, which had been six days, about six months prior to uh, now. And uh, they were asking me, and I had prior to that been a swing manager at McDonald's. So I had some good management experience with people. And I had told them when I went to boot camp, you know, if you're in charge, then not only do you get Uh, punished for what you do you get punished for what everyone in the unit does and you know I had been in charge as a manager at a a, uh, McDonald's restaurant so I was like well I'm going to pass from this because I don't want to get beat up for other people's well my term I'm not going to use not so uh, good attitudes of some other people well when I said that they immediately jumped on me from six months earlier and said, he shuns responsibility, not willing to be in charge, blah, 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 blah. Well, using the 108010 plan, uh, I questioned, well, should, what should I do with this information? Well, I went to my boss at the time at the security office. And I said, hey, I had this interview. Look at these results. I, I'm not even going to get picked up with this kind of results. Um, it's not even that worth, worth applying for And that wise, um, wise senior enlisted guy who um, was my boss. He said, hey, if I were you, I would tear that up and wait till next week when you go to the nuclear power school, request another board, and you'll probably get better results. So, I took his advice. I took that was like my eighty percent there, and I took the advice of his. I tore it up. I said, "Yeah, this is crazy because I know I'm not going to get in with this." And then I applied when I moved from one command to the uh, nuclear power school, and uh, they they asked pretty questions about you know what would you do in this situation. I said, "Well, you know, if I'm in charge, then you know the rules are the rules, and if they don't follow, them, then it's going to be punishment." And repercussions and um, and I had great strong answers and then now get this is a week later and my all the evaluators like oh man this guy is excellent he'd be great as an officer he would be a great asset to the Navy great asset to this command and all these raving things and then you know after that board I knew that I'd be going to do the power school because um, all because of um, me having uh, to tear that other one up. Had I not talked to anyone about it, can you imagine? I could have just kept it to myself and then just kind of kept my lip out. Now, I did 30 years as an officer in the Navy. Can you imagine? I would have missed out on that opportunity had I not talked to someone about it. That's one of the challenges we have, is keeping stuff to ourselves. Talk it out with somebody. So many times I can't tell you where I've been places and I have conversations and I talk about a challenge or something I'm having, and it's tremendous, the wisdom of other people. They have answers. They have solutions. <laughs> I was going to say, I I did have a problem one time. I had to, this is funny. I was in uh, Saudi Arabia somewhere, and I was in charge of buying ketchup. (laughs) It was like, well, how am I going to get this ketchup from the store, all this ketchup from the store back to the ship because it was quite a ways away? Well, I happened to be talking to a guy, and I made friends with another guy. And he said, oh, man, I'll give you a ride. And I was able to get a ride with the ketchup from uh, this guy's house across town to the ship um, so it's 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 really interesting the way uh, the way things work out man and I had one more story and, and luck has it I didn't write the note down so uh, give me a minute let's see if it comes back to me because there was one big story that I had. And now it's not, it, it somehow has has kind of kind of left me. Well, I guess the big one was about, you know, being an officer in the Navy. And then that 80% was them uh, giving me the answers and then being able to do that. But even though if I cannot remember that last one, uh, that's two great examples. But the ten eighty ten 10 rule, Let's don't keep it to yourself. Talk to other people. The more we keep things to ourselves, the, the, the worse it is for you because there's just so much knowledge in other people's minds just to run ideas by different people to, to hear their perspective. Because, see, we only have our own awareness. And if we were to listen to someone else who has a different awareness, a different perspective, they can shed light on stuff that you could never think of. You would never think of. you like, wow, I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind, but that sounds like a good idea. I never even thought of doing it that way. Yeah, that'll work. It happens every time. It happens every time. Anyways, I can't think of the uh, third example. But I had uh, had a third one. Um, let me think for a second. Got to remember to write this stuff down. So my thought to you is, um, you know, I can be a um, I can think with you just like I, I have people who think with me. I can think with you. So if you have any challenges or would like to spend thirty minutes sometime, we could. Do a Zoom call or something, you know. Go ahead, shoot me a note. You've got my, um, well, you got my site here. You could drop a note there. You could uh, do a uh, do a message, uh, anything like that. Um, I'm working on um, Calendy to really start uh, ramping up some coaching because I've been coached for so long that um, I need to pay it forward and coach others as I've been coached so that's my call to you is to is to take the next step let's start resolving your challenges let me be a thought uh partner with you as others i've been thought partners with me many times one of the things they talk about here uh, which is true a lot of times when there's a problem the closer you get to the problem, you find that people that are directly involved at the lower levels normally have the answers. The challenge is they don't have the authority or the resources to resolve the problem. But if you go down there, they will tell you the solutions and the solutions are normally very good because of their experience and their proximity to the problem themselves. Why are you trying to solve a problem in the ivory tower when you can go down to where the problem is, where the people who are going to be affected the most have the most knowledge of how to correct it? That's the key. That's the difference. Anyways, so that's my lesson today on the 10-80-10. Take 80% of the time and bounce the ideas and the challenges off others. I uh, Just one other thought, oh, oh, I know what it was. Yes. So back to problem solving. So I had a lunch appointment with uh, my Sunday school teacher. And uh, he's fascinated by the way I think anyways. But then, he challenged with my problems. I, I'm trying to nail down exactly the, the, the person that I talk to here on Facebook because I want to help people. but, but I want to I want to help frustrated employees who feel stuck and trapped, and they're looking for ways to maybe uh, uh, find another job. And one of the best ways is to volunteering or start their own business because you have a message. But you, a lot of times, just like me at times, you're not confident about it. But we can work on that together and, and allow you to, to, to get your wings out, spread your wings and fly. Why do you have to settle? You don't have to settle. But we've been conditioned for so long, so many times for so many years. And that's why I'm here every night. And I hope that you're listening each night because hopefully I'm cracking a little, a little crack in your mind that there's a possibility of something different for you. You don't have to, you know, I did that lesson on so what what does it matter? You don't have to be defined by your job. You can be defined by your passion, what you really want. Instead of letting it go and then regretting it when you're older and just wishing and regretting that you didn't step out. You can say that guy, Brave Al, on Facebook, he kept telling me, just take that step out and I'd be so much happier. If you work in your passion, you'd be happy. You'd be stress free. And you'd feel like your life really had a purpose. And then you can really make an impact in people's lives, an impact in the world. You can uh, make a difference in people's lives, but you can make an impact in the world because you can actually gain the resources that you need to do that. That That was the lesson. So each time I'm with him, He's helping me to define that. And it's not always easy because I'm thinking I am, but a lot of times, even my awareness is different. See, our awareness, um, there was a question Dave Gamble said, is what am I missing when I say things? And I know I miss a lot of things because just, I don't know, it's the way that God made me, my mind is out there somewhere sometimes and, and things that I think I are easy aren't really that easy a lot of times for others and and I have to depend on others to help me to break things down so I can relate and communicate in a way that you understand that my heart is for you. But anyways, that's it. So when we meet at lunchtime, I thought we were just gonna have a great conversation, but. Man, he drilled me. I felt like I ain't going back to school. He's like, I don't quite get it. Explain it. And I was like, oh, let me think. I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand you. Maybe you can help me understand you, because you are who I want to help. But that's my message. Uh, like I said, I can be a thought partner. Send me a note. We'll get together on Zoom or something else. Uh, or just throw it on the phone and uh, have a great conversation about thirty minutes, uh, whatever problem you have, and let's see if we can brainstorm and get and really a breakthrough. And if that works, then maybe we can start thinking about some other ways to work together. But that's my that's my message tonight. Um, uh, it actually came out better than I anticipated initially uh, because a lot of times, and, and that was the other thing I was going to say your approach like my approach with that assignment um that i had to do early this morning as i thought about it you know stephen curry says begin with the end in mind and my thought because of my experiences here and the people i work with my mentors my thought was oh this is going to work out fine it's going to be perfect i'm going to get it done I had like three hours, uh, and it was a lot of a lot of data that had to be moved. I knew how to do it, and there's always room for the for a challenge to not get it done correctly. But you know, my thought was, I'll get it done, and it'll work fine, and it did, because part of it is our approach in the beginning, the approach, knowing you're going to be successful. Just like here, I know we're going to be successful because I have you. And if I can help you, because it's your success that makes a difference in my life. So come on, let me help you. Thank you. Until tomorrow, have a good night.